date, 11-2-1-2-0-2-1. This is the captain speaking. You are aboard the Starship Free Talk Live. It is I, the Reverend Lord Dr. Captain Kickass. I'm in the captain's chair. My first officer tonight. Nikki Sunshine. It is Sunday. It is a day of worship. Most of you think that you have a religion of choice, and perhaps you do, but there's one religion that you really don't choose, that you subscribe to on a daily basis, and that is the religion known as government. Unfortunately, yes. That's right. Who's your daddy? Government's your daddy. Uh, who do you worship as a deity? Government is your deity. Not here. You bow to your government. You worship it as if, as the idolater you are. So at any rate, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. It's the Church of Kick-Ass, as I like to call these Sundays. Actually, back in the day when I was doing the Kick-Ass podcast... Um, I didn't know that there was a kick-ass podcast. There is. In fact, if you huh. if you go to, I think SoundCloud still has some of the old episodes on there of the, 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 the kick-ass podcast. But it originally started as what I called sermons, right? And they were, as you would expect, about freedom. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I teach the religion of freedom. So join the kick-ass podcast and we talk about freedom, et cetera, and so on. Uh, I think SoundCloud still has... The Kick-Ass Podcast. You probably can find it on like iTunes and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure if you search, it's still there. I haven't. I think I took down like the ones that I thought were like the crappiest, just to make sure there was you know something that you know still remained of the old thing. But uh, I used to, yeah, I used to do sermons, and and it was fun. Uh, but here I am on a Sunday, and it is a you know we'll call it a religious day for a lot of folks on Sundays. And I do have something religion-related to talk about today. And I thought, what better a day than Sunday to talk about this? This is from a website called oddityscentral.com. And it says, Japanese parody religion exists only to give believers a reason to say no. I like it already. And I was like, well, what is this about? Right? How did how does this occur and you know what exactly is it? Well, it turns out that there is a guy in Japan uh who started a religion called MTOP. That's a capital M, lowercase T, lowercase O, capital P. And I'll tell you what that means in just a second. But it's a parody religion created solely to give followers the chance to refuse things like working overtime. By simply invoking religious reasons. So, as we all know with the, uh, mm, I don't know what to call it, the the COVID madness that has overtaken the world, uh, there are certainly, of course, religious exemptions that people are claiming. Perhaps you don't have a religion. Perhaps you're an honest person who has a religion and your religion doesn't recognize you know, the ability to be exempt as part of your beliefs. Well, you could certainly just join this religion, and now you can claim uh, religious exemption. It's interesting that they have the overtime in there, too, because that's a big thing in Japan, that over in Japan they work a lot of overtime in 
a lot of people actually die from heart attacks just from the amount of stress that they're in. Like a lot of people die young there because of the long, grueling work hours. Even if it's a desk job, I mean, just be not being able to do what you want to do and do self self care activities and take adequate breaks. It really puts a toll on you. A lot of people do feel, and not just in Japan, but a lot of people everywhere who have sort of a full-time, 40-hour-a-week kind of a job. When somebody, when they open up overtime, well, you know, here in the U.S., you're thinking, well, that's extra money because it's time and a half. And, yeah, they take extra taxes out, but, man, I could really use the money. And so there's a little bit of this feeling of obligation too. You're like, well, I want to be known as a good worker and I want to establish my reputation. And so I guess I'll just work the overtime anyway. You know, it's like, yeah, but if you don't want to, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't feel this sense of obligation. You should be able to firmly be like, no, I'm not working overtime and not like feel bad about it or have any repercussions come your way. Your, your boss, the company in general that you're working for should not have a worse opinion of you for not working the overtime, but they often do Yep, because they're like, oh, they're not a team player. And the guilt is a big thing too, especially like, for example, if you work in healthcare, you know, it's a big thing. Like somebody's going to have to be called in or somebody's going to have to get mandated to stay. So then if you kind of don't come in and work that overtime, sometimes your other coworkers will kind of, you know, we're all working overtime. Like, why, why aren't, aren't you? you? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get that peer pressure kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. If you don't drink this beer, I won't be your friend. I call that beer pressure. <laughs> so M-T-O-P is short for Moto Hero to People. The M-T-O-P religion was created in 2018 by a, a young man named Moto Hero Hisano who acts as a deity and sage. He does point out that he does not perform miracles and he has no superpowers other than bestowing the power of religious reasons, quote unquote, onto his followers. In fact, that is the only purpose of MTOP as its founder does not wish to be worshipped, nor does he accept any sort of financial contributions. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, generally speaking, I find most religions of, well, many varieties to be nothing short of scams, fear-induced scams. You know, uh, just think about, I was thinking about this the other day, and I say this frequently. Uh, The first government was religion. Yeah. Like before government existed as, uh, what do we call it, an institution Uh, Before that all happened, uh, it was religion. And what did religion do? They used fear to control people. You know, if you don't behave according to these things, you will burn and rot in hell for all of eternity, etc. and so on. And now you're just burning and rotting in jail instead. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, it's the same fear tactics that religion used, that government uses. And in fact... Government and religion, in my opinion, are the same thing factually. If you look at what makes up a religion, those ingredients also make up government of any variety uh, as far as the institution is concerned. The difference between government and religion, of course, is that religion does not claim 
a monopoly over the use of violence, whereas government does. So in that way, government is actually a far worse religion than any other actual religion because most religions are voluntary. Yeah. If you don't like your religion, you can leave. Uh, even if it's even if you leave for a different church of the same religion of the exact same denomination, you know you are free to do so. Whereas with government, you're not exactly free to do so if you choose to renounce your citizenship. For example, in any government on planet Earth, you have to jump through many hoops and pay many fees. And in fact, some governments won't allow you to relinquish your citizenship at all once you have obtained it. So, all that being said, this. MTOP or Moto Hero to People uh, sounds to me like a really good idea. Uh, he does point out that uh, he doesn't perform miracles. We talked about that. Uh, and its only purpose is that of bestowing the power of religious reasons onto its followers. Uh, its founder does not wish to be worshipped, nor does he accept any sort of financial contributions. Although the religion does have its own doctrine, Believers don't have to abide by strict commandments. Hmm. Wow, awesome. So I can join this religion and not really have to abide by much of anything. That's pretty cool. All they have to do in order to be considered a follower of MTLP is to follow the religion's official Twitter account. <laughs> oh, man. So if you want to be a member of the congregation of Moto Hero to People or MTOP, just go and find their Twitter account, follow it. And you instantaneously, abracadabra, a la peanut butter sandwiches, you are part of that religion. Easy enough. 603-283-6160. Have you used religious reasons to get out of anything in your life? Let us know. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in talk radio program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever you would like to. There's no limit on the topic. We're not, you know, you want to call in and talk about aliens. You want to talk about microbiology. You want to talk about popular mechanics. I don't care. You know, if you aren't into what we're talking about, call in and change the subject. It's totally fine. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight on this Sunday, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and joining me. And it's me, Nikki. We've been talking about this guy, Motohito. Oh, I'm sorry, Motohiro, uh, over in Japan, who started... A religion called MTOP or Motohiro Peep to the People. And he started this specifically so that people can claim religious reasons for, well, just about anything they want to, really. It's kind of lame that people need that. You know, like it's it's lame that we can't just be like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to do this. But the religious exemptions have been shown to work for people in many cases. They're so. certainly what is referred to in the technology industry, a workaround. Yes. Right. So when something goes awry with your technology, you find a way to, quote, work around it until you can, you know, get the developers to fix the actual problem and, you know, do that in the next release or update the, the firmware, whatever it is. Uh, so that said, this is, it's kind of a, 
I don't know. Sometimes religions can have the effect of being uh, a workaround for things that the institution of government thwarts upon you, you know, without, and even though you're like, no, they're like, well, too bad. If you don't comply, we'll throw you in a cage or we'll send armed men in costumes to threaten you. And if you resist, they will, they will shoot you. So I like that he is doing this. I like that anybody can join. Yeah, Doesn't that's matter awesome. what religion you are. To be a follower of this religion, you only need to follow its Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Very official. There's more to this story, of course, and we'll get to it. But first, let's go to Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Let's try that again. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Hey, there we go. Can you hear me all right? We're good. What's on your mind? Um, oh, crap, Ola here. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> Hang on. Just a moment. All right. Now I can hear you. We were talking about religions. You don't have to talk about that. But... Yes, yes. I want to, you know, um, I, I just agree with this idea for sure. I mean, you know, basically it's kind of just uh, offering, you know, the rest of the religious people you know, the same thing those of us that are non-religious have, you know, and it's a, a, a non-religious way of doing it. You know, I consider myself spiritual as a person, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, have, uh, you know, in, 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 in my panoply of... Uh, of existence, I, I realize that there's, uh, a lot of stuff that I don't know about. So I can't make judgments on the supernatural because it doesn't, uh, always present itself or sometimes ever present itself as uh, a reality. So, so basically I, 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 I have a sense of, of a connectedness between humanity and the Gaia and the, you know, the systems that are out there, uh, that, uh, is beyond, uh, the, uh, you know, what's tangible and what's knowable. Yeah. And so, so, so it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a cool thing to, to like say, you know, we don't we're not making an existence we're we're making a uh you know a way to implement our own reality which is a just just cool what i wanted to say is that you you brought up government as uh you know the original origin uh, uh religion and i agree with that completely. yeah religion as the original government yes that exactly um, and I think that another uh, religion that's out there is um, uh, the uh, um, uh, unions. Ooh, I hadn't thought of unions as sort of a religious entity. That's interesting. Yeah, I well, I mean, here it is. I you know, we have uh, our 
administration here, who I have no truck with, uh, that doesn't like Tesla. Mm-hmm. So he says he's trying to make Tesla the bad guy by not offering the uh, incentives to buy electric cars, you know, apply to people only who are unionized. (laughs) Well, and I'm trying to think now because at some point in my life I did belong to a union. Uh, Unbeknownst to me at the time, I had the option of opting out. And if I opted out, like, I had to pay a penalty. Oh, that's weird. Normally you just have to pay to join. Right. And so it was like either way I was going to pay. Yeah. Like you, so. you pay to not opt in or you pay to opt in. And either way, it was about the same dollar figure. And so, of course, I joined the union. Now, uh, these are called dues, of course. And, you know, most religions collect some sort of a, a tithe or they pass around the collection plate every Sunday or whatever. And that's how they raise money to fund their religion. And so, you know, I'm just trying to think of other ways a union might be you know, similar to a religion. Well, I, you know, the fact is, is that, uh, you know, that, that, that there's a religious fervor. I mean, people, you know, say, Oh, I don't have a, you know, a union. I, you know, got to go out and get one. We, uh, you know, just like government, we, we vote that in as well. And, and uh, and 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 the government gets involved by making union law that that supports unions and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it that that uh, my understanding of the central government and even even the states that they 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 shouldn't have any that you know you know benefit for unions I you know it should be yeah oh, okay you you joined a union. You pay dues and you get what you get. Hey, Bad Slave, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Can you think of any parallels between unions and religions? This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More coming up. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Yes, welcome back. It is Free Talk Live. Yeah, we're the live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Nikki. 
Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you will find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this very important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. All right, so we've been talking about this article from Oddity Central, where uh, this man, Mr. Hisano, has started a religion so exclusively so that folks can say religious reasons when they wish to not do something that they otherwise might feel compelled to do, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, doesn't matter. And I think this is a great idea. I think uh, everybody should join this religion. Uh, even if you're a member of another religion, uh, it doesn't matter. You can be members of however many religions you would like to be. I don't recall any religion specifically saying you can only belong to that religion. I don't know. I'm you sure know? like... There's probably, Mormons there's probably or what are the other a religion ones? out the, there that's like the door knockers. Yeah, Is that the nor- the Mormons? Um, we're talking about uh, no Jehovah's um, Witnesses. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they wouldn't be too, you know, yeah. thrilled but that even so, even so, they could individually just go follow this Twitter account. Yeah, and now they're a member of this other religion too. And claim just don't tell like. your previous cult like religion that you're subscribing to another religion. It, it <laughs> I'm is, sure it'll be fine. <laughs> it is worth pointing out that it is indeed belief in the absence of evidence is where human beings try to sort of fill the void, uh, if you will. Stuff they can't explain, right? Like if you take a look at, you know, like the Roman gods, right? Oh, he's on a chariot carrying the sun across the sky because they can't explain why the sun goes up and comes down. Yeah, it's natural for humans to want to make sense of things that they don't understand. So you create the stories and then, you know, it goes from there. Now, it gets carried away, though, at the point where you design institutions to have a monopoly on violence and to do all the And in fact... It's people being obedient to their beliefs or belief systems, in this case government, that are responsible for most of the largest human atrocities in all of human history. And I think it really started with a lot of religions not allowing their followers to question things right. or to challenge things. So like, no, this is this is the Bible, this is the way, and this is just absolute fact. This is what you believe. Yes. This is what we believe, and thus this is what you will believe, and it gets passed down from generation to generation. And now we're here, where the state with, is doing right. something similar, except incredibly worse, with, with way more violent. And no examination of the evidence. You know, so we could talk more about that, but uh, let's go to Tom calling from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. I was just going over uh, Ron Paul's congressional speeches and statements and, you know, compiling the book of Ron Paul, and I came across a good uh, one sentence quote. Uh, it's in the congressional record of 12 May of 1998. Uh, the statement starts on page H. 3044, okay. and uh, Ron Paul is talking about uh, the war on drugs, and uh, he comes down, s- says, 
and I quote, being stupid or brilliant to one's sole disadvantage or advantage, respectively, is exactly what liberty is all about, end of quote. <laughs> I so love it. It's, it's only your advantage, or only to your disadvantage or your advantage. Okay, so being to, to repeat it, when I say to one's sole disadvantage or advantage, is saying, hey, it, like the song goes, ain't nobody's business but your own, mm-hmm. okay, quote, being stupid or brilliant to one's sole disadvantage or advantage, respectively, is exactly what liberty is all about. End of quote. And that, that was not, um, now just to be clear, that was not spoken on the House floor. It's one of those statements that they get to insert in the ex- as an extension of remarks. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, so just to be clear uh, on that point, and uh, by the way, embedding the C-SPAN videos of Ron Paul making these speeches, I learned something very interesting here. Most of the time that they're out there making a speech, there's like 10 people in the room. You know, the rest of them are are long gone. The House Speaker isn't even up there. It's uh, some designee who's the Speaker pro pro tempore of the House of Representatives. And I mean, it's pretty much an empty room except for the other members who are waiting to get up there and make a speech. Everybody else is just gone. Yeah, I'd like to watch it on C-SPAN. I'd like to talk just a minute about the quote itself because uh, his quote is spot on. I mean, you in order to have freedom, you must be free to not only succeed and benefit, but you must be free to make a stupid decision and fail. Like, if you don't have those two options, you are not free. And so I don't care what your opinion is of whatever topic it is we're talking about. I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking about, you know, people in general. Uh, you know, whatever your opinion is of anything, if you think somebody else is stupid for making that decision, you must respect their freedom to be stupid in making that decision and learn for themselves. Not everybody can learn from a book or from a mentor or from a teacher or a coach. Some people have to learn the hard way by failing, right? And without the freedom to be wrong, the freedom to make a bad decision, you don't have freedom at all. Conversely, if you have the freedom to make these bad decisions and to fail and to do things wrong, you have the freedom to learn from them and eventually have the freedom to succeed. You, you've got to go to the 100% uh, extreme there when you're talking about in a free country, the individual would decide whether to drink water, wine, or turpentine. Yes. You've got to include turpentine as because otherwise it's a matter of degree, and it isn't a matter of degree. It is a matter of right. Their right to drink turpentine and destroy themselves is uh, a right of inestimable value to them. And uh, if they have to resist law enforcement by whatever means law enforcement chooses to make necessary, then it is the fault of law enforcement if they incur casualties and suffer personnel losses because they were out to violate that idiot's right to drink turpentine. And we're seeing that a lot now where things are being forced on people because it's for their own good or it's for your safety. But... They should have the right to choose, do I care more about freedom or safety? Yeah. And not only that, but it's it's a matter of pushing people around. I noticed 
for example, uh, on 24 May 1979, when Governor Hugh Gallon of New Hampshire signed a bill raising the drinking age uh, because other people my age, some of them were driving around drunk. What was I supposed to do about it? And, you know, wow. and then they raised it to 21. And yeah. guess what? They still didn't even have an open container law because that would apply to the hypocrites themselves. And they can drive better drunk than teenagers can sober. <laughs> so, of course, they don't want a serious crackdown on drunk driving. They just hate everybody younger than 21, especially, you know, I mean, the lady whose husband gets killed in a drunk drive by a drunk driver, right. and she's desperately trying to pretend that her own past drunk driving crimes are not her fault, and she's taunted with the fact that some people under 21 drink alcohol responsibly and never get the wheel after drinking. Hey, thanks for the call, Tom. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Do you believe people should have the freedom to be dumb, the freedom to make bad choices, the freedom to make mistakes? 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Telephone number in the studio, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself on this Sunday, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. Nikki. We've been talking about this article from Oddity Central about a man who created a religion specifically to allow you to use religious reasons to, well, get out of stuff you don't want to do. Uh, and we could talk more about that. Uh, we've also talked a little bit about uh, what other things resemble religions. Uh, government, of course, is a religion, in my opinion, and according to the evidence, if you look at what a religion is, government qualifies. Uh, the exception, of course, is that government claims a monopoly on the use of violence, and that's what makes them different from other religions. Also, the inability to really opt out uh, is another difference. Uh, and we can talk more about that if you like. Uh, we've also got uh, Jerome on hold, and we'll get to him in just a minute. But I wanted to let you know that the BitBox is a 100% open source hardware wallet that mitigates a lot of the problems that hardware wallets sometimes have. And that's why we're giving one away here on Free Talk Live. All you have to do is subscribe to our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com, and then toot a screenshot of your subscription to ARIA on our social media server, which you can find at social.freetalklive.com. We'll be choosing a winner at random on an upcoming episode of Freer Talk Live, or you can just buy one over at box.freetalklive.com where you can get 5% off using the discount code F. FTL, as in Free Talk Live. Again, 5% discount using the code FTL over at box.freetalklive.com. All right, uh, let's just go to the phones right away. We've got Jerome from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, uh, this is for the people who yesterday said that I was uninformed and ignorant and all that. Did you hear the story on the news about the guy that had a loaded gun that went off in the airport in Atlanta? 
in his luggage. I did hell, hear hell about broke loose. yeah, I did hear about a, a firearm a firearm discharge that happened in the airport, and of course the immediate commentary uh, that I had in my mind was, well, there goes the TSA not doing their jobs again. <laughs> so, what do you think they should do to him when they if they ever catch him? I mean, why should they do anything? Did it hurt anybody? Did it hurt? It's a damn good chip. I'm lucky it didn't do. It didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, okay. A loaded gun. Who's stupid enough to put a loaded gun in a damn in a bag and have it go off in a damn airport? Well, with all those people around there. I mean, have you been around you people? Get women. You don't think that's irresponsible as hell? Oh, absolutely. That's irresponsible. It's irresponsible what about, what about, and stupid. What, what about in these homes where these children get these loaded guns left out in the open by parents or relatives, and the gun ends up killing one of them? You don't think that's irresponsible? Well, well, first of all, the guns don't kill anybody. People kill How people. How many times have you heard stories like that? Also, Me, also with regards to the airport gun, the one that went off in somebody's luggage or whatever, um, again, did was there any damage to property or persons? If there was, then, of course, some restitution or justice should be dispensed. So also, oh, no. guns no, no. just don't no, go no. off. No, you no. need to pull don't the trigger. Tell about <laughs> like no, a- don't tell me about justice being done. Oh, no, not you. Well, that's what don't justice is. After what just happened in Wisconsin, don't tell me about about just being, don't All tell right. me about a guy violating curfew. Hey, hang on, Jerome. Okay. Nick, Nikki has something to say. Hang on. Well, I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm just wondering. Do you have any more details? First of all, about the Atlanta thing. How, like, do you have any more details of the story? Because guns don't just go off randomly in somebody's luggage. For in order, like, you need to pull the trigger for the firearm to discharge ammunition and to go off. I don't know if they bumped the luggage or what happened, but it went off. Okay, in the airport, and they said all hell broke loose, and the guy ran, and now they're looking for him. Okay, well, here, this is from CNN. CNN, a passenger's weapon accidentally discharged at the Atlanta airport, causing panic and halting flights. The accidental discharge of a passenger's weapon in a security area of Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport caused widespread panic Saturday afternoon, prompting the brief halt of departing flights over the busy travel weekend. The incident occurred around 1.30 p.m. Eastern time when a prohibited item that was detected in a passenger's property while going through the x-ray screening at a security checkpoint. Hmm. Robert Spindon, the TSA Federal Security Director of Georgia, said in a news conference the property was flagged for a secondary search. So, uh, you know, I, I immediately, of course, say something like, TSA not doing their job. Well, they scanned this person's luggage, which, by the way, uh, as long as you have, if permits are required, if you have a permit or whatever for your gun, it's purchased legally, you can permit. you can put it in your luggage to be transported from state to state. Nothing illegal loaded? about that. Nothing illegal, illegal about that. A loaded gun and a, you know, and people, a luggage? People must be free to be stupid. Right? I mean, normally when I have a gun, it's probably well, loaded. I mean, there's no sense in having an unloaded gun. <laughs> you, mean free to, you mean free to be stupid like Rittenhouse? Well, the thing is... Who violated the city's curfew and killed two people? Or uh, one of the people he shot dead? Hey, hey Jerome, he are we dead? talking about Still the Atlanta thing, or are you just going to keep wandering yeah. all over the avenue of consideration? No, I just want to talk, talk to you also about how careless people are when when they when they right, around we'll, we'll, we'll weapons, get to that in a minute but first we're talking about first we're talking about the Atlanta thing okay so yeah okay first of all 
this gun obviously was not stored properly. I mean, guns should be in a holster, no matter where you're carrying it, should be in a holster where the trigger is not able to be pulled. So yes, this person was not storing their gun in a safe way. Second, people should have the freedom to have loaded firearms for self-defense or for whatever reason. And I also think that... The cases of people being careless with guns or the cases of people harming other people with guns are very, very low compared to all of the safe and responsible people that have guns and do not hurt anybody with them. I think it's a very small percentage of all gun owners, and it's sad that gun owners are being represented in this way in the media because I don't think it's a very accurate depiction. Well, there's a very easy way to remedy all of this with regards to the airport and firearms, and that is simply to allow people to open carry in the airport. Yeah, that too. Open carry in the airport, problem solved. I agree with that. What do you think, Jerome? This ain't funny, man. <laughs> if he had accidentally killed somebody, his ass would have been in a whole lot of trouble. And he can get all the Kyle Rittenhouse lawyers he wants. Right. Now, but but what if everybody was just allowed what if everybody was just allowed to carry a gun openly at the airport, Jerome? This would not have happened, don't I'm you not, agree? I, I'm not a gun fan. I'm not a gun person. Oh, you don't yeah. have to be, but if everybody was just allowed if everybody was just allowed to open carry, it would have been on his side, where everybody could see it, where it wouldn't be concealed in a thing, where it probably wouldn't be mistaken for something else, where they wouldn't have to be x-rayed, because as he's just walking through security, they'd be like, oh, there's your firearm. They could even ask, hey, could you please show us that it's not loaded or something along those lines, right? Me, the problem would have been solved. Let me ask you something. You, gotta, you just had a 18-year-old punk get off double murder and shooting another person. He had a he had a rifle. He had no business having. There, there was no murder. There was he no murder. He was found self defense. He couldn't legally purchase that rifle. He had doesn't matter. He legally he, he legally possessed it. Purchase doesn't matter. No, he he did legally possess he it. Did not legally possess yes, it. He totally, absolutely one hundred percent legally possessed it. He didn't have a permit for the damn thing. You don't need a permit he to have one. I, I'm from Wisconsin. I know the laws there are probably better than most. You do not need to have a permit to have a gun. They have an open carry law. It's not a big deal. Teenagers all the time are given rifles by their parents. There's a large hunting uh, you know, culture that exists within Wisconsin. I shot my first gun at, I don't know, 11 years old or something like that. So like, it's there in the culture. Uh, my cousins he murdered a guy that threw a plastic bag. Actually, they found it was self-defense, so what no murder was con- no murder was committed. Oh, he hit me with a plastic bag, so it's okay for me oh. to shoot him down. Was a skateboard. Hey, hang on, hang on, Jerome. I have a question to ask you because after after we talked to you last night, somebody else called, and they said, "Oh, another fool." Is he, is he going to do the dumb black man stuff on me again? No, no not at all. That's what they sounded like. Not at all. Uh, in fact. Um, you know, when you call Jerome, you, you sort of light some fires, well, right? And, I know, because I'm black, kind of that's why, and I'm outspoken. That's why it is. Well, it's because if you're entertaining, white, really. They wouldn't have a problem. Well, hang on, you. hang on. Yes or no, no? Did you used to work in law enforcement? Yes or no? No, no. Okay. Hey, thanks for the call, Jerome. I, I appreciate it. I was in the military. It. Okay, he's all right, in the military. All right, all right. I appreciate the call, Jerome. Thanks, man. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about anything you want, including Jerome. We'll talk more about uh, religion, we'll talk more about guns, we'll talk more about all sorts of things, Freedom, coming up. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com Free Talk Live. The F is for free. The T is for talk. The L is for live. That's right, it's Free Talk Live. If you're a new listener, you can find out more about us over at freetalklive.com. We are a live call-in radio talk program where anybody can call, talk about whatever's on their mind. We talk about things, generally speaking, from the freedom perspective. That is, what is freedom? How do you get more of it? What does it mean? Uh, do we actually have any of it now? If so, how? If not, how do we get more? Etc. and so on. But also we talk about peace and how to achieve more of that. Uh, specifically related to freedom uh, and, you know, really just being better people, I guess, is what we strive to be. In the studio tonight on this Sunday edition, it is me, I, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. Nikki. And we've been talking about all sorts of things. Uh, We have yet to get back to this article about a man in Japan who started a religion specifically for the purpose of you to be able to use religious reasons to get out of stuff. Uh, We've had some really interesting calls, including guns. Uh, Jerome, of course, called and had his usual entertaining self on the radio. Uh, Some folks uh, are on hold right now, and they would also like to talk about uh, Jerome and what he said or their reactions to him. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and do that. Let's start with, uh, is it Eldritch calling from New Mexico? No, it's Greg. Oh, Padraig, sorry, my bad. Padraig, you're on You're on Free Talk Live. You guys have got to think of a better name. My name has not been very good in, in America. I was born in Ireland, but it's common over there. My comment is to Jerome. I love him like a sister, and I've got six of them, and they've all voted for Biden. Wow. I, I can't wrap my head around my sisters the way they think and the way that Jerome thinks. I've been in the military. I've been former law enforcement. I I, I don't have a problem with guns. uh, And I just cannot understand why he is so passionate about giving his freedom away so that somebody else could take care of him. Well, I have theories on this. And my first theory is that um, Jerome is addicted to the soap opera 
known as politics. Right now, this can happen on both the left and the right, and does frequently. But it's where, uh, in Jerome's case, uh, the reason that I brought up the article from CNN was because, well, CNN's kind of a lefty thing, and that's kind of the the perspective that Jerome comes from. So I thought he might listen. Uh, but you know, the article from CNN talking about the gun in Atlanta uh, had some really interesting things to say, including that uh, no damage occurred other than when the gun was discharged it harmed the owner's property it was inside of a suitcase or something and when it discharged only things in the suitcase were affected it did go on to say though and i find this interesting that three people were injured now they weren't injured by the gun being discharged in his suitcase in the secondary let's check on your luggage area after it was x-rayed these three people were injured because they called for an evacuation of the airport. See, we don't really know what happened. I wasn't there, so maybe it was a TSA agent rifling through his bag. I, I don't know what Could happened. Be. I mean, you know, they they can say what they want to and do whatever they want to. Yeah, and he didn't want to get in trouble, so he's all, oops, the gun just went off. I don't know what happened. Yeah, you know, we I wasn't there, but I've seen a lot of things in my life. They weren't right that people have shuffled under the rug for this or that reason and, and came out with a new narrative and everybody's okay. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, I was going to say, too, that uh, we, we believe in uh, passive resistance. And there was 80 million people or something like that voted for uh, Biden and 74 million or something mm-hmm. uh, paid uh, voted for Trump. And I was wondering if 74 million people forgot to file their income taxes this year, coming up in January, February, March, June, what would they do to us? I mean, they're not going to incarcerate 74 million Americans. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? I I like the way you think, although, to be fair, the entity known as the United States of America incarcerates more people than any other government on the face of the planet at any time in history. There are more people in prisons right now in the United States of America than than the gulags even, right? Than than any other time in any other place in history. More people are in prison in the United States right now. I concur with you. But the judges sign the paperwork to go out. I've seen them here in in the where they just send out arrest warrants like Candy on Halloween. I mean, if somebody doesn't show up, like go arrest them, catch and release. And it just gets arrested. I, I just think that's wrong. But, anyways, I was just wondering if you don't feed the beast, it can't get any strength. That's a good idea and a campaign that I would get behind Padraig. If you put it together, if you end up doing so, let us know and give us a call and we'll promote it here on Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call. Um, yes, I think mass noncompliance, uh, as Padraig has suggested, something like, hey, everybody, just don't file your taxes. If you can get even like 10% of the population in the United States who normally would file, right, to go ahead and not file. Uh, Padraig is right. There's really nothing they can do. You know, they're, they're going to try. They're going to, like, arrest a couple of people to try. Yeah, and, the big fish. Yeah, try and, you know, make a statement and make a, a martyr or something out of somebody or whatever. Not make a martyr. That's not what I'm thinking of. But uh, try, you know. An example. An example. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, make an example and try and 
fear people into, oh, gosh, they did that to, to him. What will they do to me? I better go ahead and file right now. Right? Because people will be scared. Yep. So, yeah, there's that. But mass noncompliance is really the only way out of this. The United States of America is an empire. Listeners, if you weren't aware of that, most people out there listening would like to think that, you know, if this were Star Wars, they would be part of the Rebel Alliance, when in fact, they're actually supporting the stormtroopers. They are in favor of the Death Star. They are, well, I don't see what's wrong with Darth Vader. He's he's an active leader, right? He certainly, you know, created more jobs than any other leader before him, right? You know, they're justifying these empirical things, and I'm using metaphors, of course, but... Uh, this is what happens when an empire gets built. And it's said that the average age of an empire is about 250 years. Yeah, 250 years too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how old is the United States of America? Mm, it's coming up. It's coming up there. It's coming up. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Robert in South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to say that I'm the person who mentioned to you over the air that Jerome had once said that he had been a police officer. Oh, yeah. And then he just called in and said that he wasn't. I'll tell you what he said. He said he was a police officer in North Charleston. He had been a police officer in North Charleston. I got the impression that he was retired from the police department there, but I don't remember that 100%. I just know that he said that he had worked there. And I and, and, and I usually, I'm very, very good about things. I, I try to follow politics 100% and, and not forget anything. I'm sorry I, to hear I that. Follow the politics. <laughs> yeah. And you know you know I do. You know I listen to your station very frequently. And you can call in any of the other talk hosts who, who, who are on WTMA, and you'll notice that and ask me any question. And I'll probably, there's a very good chance I'll know the answer. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about those kinds of things. So, that's well, what I remember about you. well, he did say that he was in the military. So, you know, we know at least at a minimum at one point in space and time, he was an agent of the state. Yes. So. True. I don't hold that against anybody. Like I said, some of the nicest people I've met on Earth, um, have, one of them worked actually as, as, as a grand shooter. In other words, he was responsible for guarding the wall between the, the, the area between East and West Germany. He was charged with shooting anybody who tried to go over the wall. I, I don't believe he ever had to shoot anybody, but if he hadn't, then he, then he would have been on the line. You see what I mean? But he was a wonderful I guy. Do. He, he, he was shocked. Hey, thanks for the call, Robert. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160 is the phone number if you'd like to join us here on Free Talk Live. It's been a fun night so far. Sure has. If you're on hold right now, please remain there. We'll get to your calls. Coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about, well, really anything that's on your mind. We try to talk about things here and bring stuff in to talk about. But, uh, you know, if you don't like that or you want to talk about something different, bring something up. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. 
888-646-6160. Those are the magic digits that get you onto our phone system and get you on the air. In the studio on this Sunday, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. It's me, Nikki. Smee, Nikki? Me. What's a Smee? A Smee is actually a system matter Smeagol. expert. Right? <laughs> or system matter, yes, yeah, subject matter expert, depending on where you, where you work at SMA. My brain went straight to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> My precious. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> Never a dull moment here on Free Talk Live. <laughs> Occasionally there's a dull moment, but it's usually due to operator error or caller, you know, uh, you know, technology, right? Some call drops or we yeah. lose a guy or, you know, bad call quality, that kind of thing. Uh, I do want to tell you that we've been telling you here on Free Talk Live about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency and raise money using their own token. Well, now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can create an account at axmarkets.com. That's axmarkets.com with only an email address, so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. You can trade them for Tether and then buy ITR. That's the Intercoin token a three-letter acronym, ITR, the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and now buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. Again, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. All right. Let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Captain and Nick, Nick, Nick. It's an old reference to Easy Rider if you've ever seen the movie. I have not, but, unfortunately. Uh, I'll add it to my list. What, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's classic. Anyway, it's on your mind. Um, well, you guys were talking about the Brinks truck last night. Yeah. And, uh, th- this was a thing that happened to me. I was rolling down what should have been an interstate. It's like a three-lane wide, three-lane wide highway. All right, hang on, uh, Major. It's not an in- Hang on, but, Major, because Nikki wasn't here last night. So, Nikki, last night we covered a, a story where a Brinks truck, like the door flew open, a bunch of cash scattered all over the Oh, yeah, the I heard highway. about this. Okay, all right. So, Major, go ahead. All right. So, anyway, uh, this is one of those roads that should have been a freeway, but it wasn't because there was a stoplight every two, three, five miles, whatever, right? Okay. So there was a main crossroad. So, anyway, it's it's midday traffic, and the herd's a mite thick, and I'm right in the center lane, and I pull up to this light, and, like, there's a big, nasty Craftsman garden tractor sitting right there in the lane in front of me. Oh, no. Like a 42-inch deck. Pretty beast. And my kid's with me. He's like 13. He's like, Dad, pull around front. He saw that damn thing in the back of the truck. And I'm like, dude, there's people everywhere. You know what the cops are going to do to me? Mm-hmm. So I drove around it, right? A couple, three lights later, this guy hot-rodding. He must have been hot-rodding because he, he had to pick it up in the next light or two behind me. He threw it in the back of his truck, and uh, he was ski-daddling to get, get out of there. But uh, I kicked myself in the butt for many years after that as I mowed a front-acre yard with a push mower. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had a free uh, tractor. Yeah, yeah, sure could have. I'm sure the keys were right in the damn thing. It ro- probably rolled off the back of somebody's trailer. But if you're anything but, like uh, me, Major, if I'd have done that, 
I would have certainly been pulled over immediately by some sort of law enforcement. Whereas that, that's my thinking. Yeah. I've been in the skillet too many times. I'm not <laughs> going to be the boiled frog. <laughs> Amen. Anything else on your mind tonight? Well, yeah. The, what the big giant heads trying to do with this uh, Clovis business now? They're saying we got uh, major outbreaks in 38 states. Well, they're doing their usual funny math, and uh, what they're doing now is if you've had a shot or two shots, you know, depending on which vaccine you've had, if you hadn't had the booster, you're now considered unvaccinated. So that's where all their, how they rehash these numbers. Right. So just to you know elaborate on that, my understanding is that uh, originally the definition of fully vaccinated was you've had one, one shot. And then well, it was like, oh, no, well, you've you got to get Johnson two. Johnson or, or two of the Moderna and the other one. Two yeah. of the Moderna, right, yeah. Uh, oh, no, you got to get two, and that means you're fully back. And now they've moved that goalpost now, and now it's three. So those of you who've been jabbed twice... Now you are no longer fully vaccinated by definition, and you must go get this third one to be considered fully vaccinated to, I don't know, do whatever it is they say you can't do if you aren't, quote, fully, unquote, vaccinated. Yep, and all all these virus, all these people that are going, getting sick now are the ones that have been vaccinated. And, oh, yeah. Uh, this, and, this thing mutated 500 times in the I, first Three months of its existence. I don't have I it mean, in it, front of me, but um, in it, Africa, this, this was all on the this was all on the Drudge Report today. Buddy might hook me up with uh, the info on it. Nice, so check that out. I like Drudge Report. I don't have it in front of me. I read an article recently about Africa, where, <laughs> and this will entertain you. Scientists are baffled by the lack of COVID outbreak that's happening in Africa. And there, it's like that's Africa's very, very low vaccination rate. I think very they're like low. under one percent or something. But you know what else they are is they're uh, not. Uh, there's no stigma against using any of the alternative medications such as uh, ivermectin or hydrochloroquine, yeah. uh, those kinds of things. So I don't know how far spread the use of those things are in Africa, but I find it really interesting that there is no stigma attached to those, and I'm sure that they're being deployed in some way i don't know if they're having an actual impact but these scientists are just baffled at why there's no outbreak in africa i wonder if their uh, resistance to malaria might have something to do with it could be could be, could be. i don't know hey Yo. thanks for the call tonight major we appreciate it uh 603-283-6160 did you have anything to add no okay. well yeah maybe I know you're about, in the, you were are in the medical profession. Yes. So, I mean, the thing with Africa having very low COVID rates, I mean, I think there's a ton of factors. Vitamin D, they're outside, they're living more natural lifestyles, although the sanitation in some parts of Africa might not be ideal. They still, I think, getting the sunlight, moving around, not wearing a face mask all day, not over-sanitizing your hands. Obviously, you need some sanitation, but I think... You know, there has to be a happy medium, and I think it's people are going way overboard with sanitizing their hands, wearing a mask 12 hours a day. Things like this are actually lowering people's immune system, making them sicker, and making them more likely to get COVID and get really sick. That's what I think. Interesting thoughts, Nikki. Thank you. 603-283-6160. More of your calls and thoughts are on the way here on this Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. 
When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for for more. It is Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join in the conversation tonight. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Nikki. We've been talking about, well, all sorts of things. And our previous caller uh, had brought up some things that made me remember that I read a thing where Africa apparently is mysteriously low, very low, so low that like they almost don't care about COVID. And so during the break, I decided to find the article that crossed my feed, uh, and it's from the AP. Uh, Scientists mystified and wary, mystified and wary, as Africa avoids COVID disaster. Uh, Nikki, you had a percentage from, was it a Newsweek article? Yeah, less than 6% of Africans are vaccinated. And that's over the entire continent, less than 6%. That's amazing. And so in addition to that, from the AP, uh, Wafa El-Sadir, chair of global health at Columbia University, says, Africa doesn't have the vaccines and the resources to fight COVID-19 that they have in Europe and the U.S., but somehow... They seem to be doing better. And also, I don't want to get off topic, but I do want to mention, I had a theory on the show a few months ago that it was the medical treatments in the hospitals that were actually killing people and that they were giving people remdesivir. They were giving people remdesivir, which was used in Ebola trials, and they had to take it off the Ebola trials after two weeks because it was causing uh, low, I think it was low blood blood pressure, mm-hmm. kidney failure, and then finally multi-system organ failure. So I think also just the lack of like super medical treatments and just like throwing everybody on a ventilator. I think also maybe these people are getting COVID. They're not getting tested and they're just kind of naturally getting better. Getting over it, right? Yeah. Uh, it, this also uh, brings up the 6%, fewer than 6% of the people in Africa are vaccinated. For months, the WHO has described Africa as one of the least effective regions in the world. In its weekly pandemic reports, some researchers say the continent's younger population, uh, the average age is 20 in Africa, in addition to their lower rates of urbanization and tendency to spend time outdoors, may have spared it the more lethal effects of the virus so far. So with all that being said, uh, I want to go to Tommy calling from New Mexico. Tommy, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call. And... um yeah, it's a blessing actually that uh, Africa's not not inundated with all this vaccine stuff because 
I think in the past, and someone on your panel may, may have mentioned malaria. Mm-hmm. I believe the African people it would use it as called a Sunday drug. They would all get together, their family would get together, and they would use the ivermectin on Sundays for I don't know how long, but it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. So they have developed this uh, this anti-COVID system that their immune system, I think, has developed with the help of the ivermectin to where it looks at their, you know, to, to infect them. And it's like, wow, these people are got defenses that I can't handle. So COVID just kind of like walks away. So are you saying they were using this like on a regular basis every Sunday or so before COVID was a thing? Yes, sir. For malaria? And I don't know how many years it goes back, but I think it goes back a long time. I'm assuming because ivermectin, I think, is also used. It's an anti-malarial drug. So I'm assuming they were using it as a... Yeah, you're exactly right. Whoever mentioned the malaria, because they would do it in a precautionary manner. It's like putting off on, you know. You put off on because you don't want the mosquitoes. And it's like, okay, well, they have the bugs and they have everything else. It's going to spread the diseases of malaria, which I'm not really, um, I don't know all those uh, things that spread it. But, yeah, they wanted to protect themselves, so they would get together every Sunday, and and it was readily available. It wasn't something that was prescribed. If they could go into their local drugstore and pick up a bottle of 500, and each week everybody would get, and it's like, okay, well, did everybody take their medicine? Okay, good, let's eat, let's, let's do our thing, and... And then they go on with life. That is one of the reasons I think that Africa is such low on their infection rate. That's uh, that's great. Thanks for calling, Tommy. Did you have any other thoughts? Uh, no, I just uh, I, I got your show about a month ago on uh, one of my AM radio stations, and uh, I really enjoy you guys, and you have good information. And thank you for taking my call, and God bless everybody that's listening. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Tommy, and thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, that is some interesting stuff, and I know we were having a bit of a discussion off air, and that just sort of fit right in with what yeah, we were talking about. Uh, so I wanted to make sure we got to him. Uh, let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Plus, the uh, they're not they're not trying to kill Africans; they're trying to kill us in the in the so-called first world. So there's that. <laughs> You're saying that the the target by the uh, the global cabal of the elite is not targeting uh, Africa; it's targeting you know, what the uh, Westernized countries. Yeah, they want to get rid of us and make the whole world like uh, uh, rural Africa. That's their goal. And so, why kill off the rural Africans when you're trying to make the whole world like rural rural Africa? It's the first world mechanized. Uh, industrial world that they were they want to kill people and so you know they're not wasting their resources on africa so when they release virus into the into the uh the community they're doing it here not there so makes perfect sense i mean how you do want you, to kill people, you how do you isolate a virus from a geographical area there's so much travel and even with like the lockdowns and all of that kind of thing how do you i don't know maybe Maybe, maybe, maybe it, this virus uh, doesn't really thrive real well all by itself. Maybe you got to keep making it, trying to make it worse in order for it to have an effect. You know, maybe that's the case. By oh, I don't know, perhaps requiring boosters for this sort of yeah, yeah, keeping keep injecting people with boosters, and who knows what's on those things? They shove up into your mucous membranes 
in your nose. You know, maybe there's some stuff on there, you know. Maybe we'll give you drugs in the hospital, like Nikki said, that help to kill you. Maybe we'll put you on a ventilator that will also kill you. Maybe we can collect that $53,000 bounty for every one of you we kill on a ventilator. You know, maybe stuff like that. So, But that's not what I called about. And this is also not what I called about. I actually, I like Jerome. So, Jerome, I only pick, I only pick on people that I like. I don't waste my time on people that I don't like. But you know that, that, that guy that uh, was in the airport, you know, um, well, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, you're picking on him. Kyle Rittenhouse uh, didn't have any criminal convictions in his life that I know of. And even after they tried to put some on him, he doesn't have any. Correct. But the, the, guy in the, the guy in the airport in uh, Atlanta, who is reckless with his gun, Jerome, you don't like guns, so you're picking on him. But he happened to, he did have some some crimes in his past. He was a convicted felon, it turns out. And uh, and, and now he's got four gun charges that he's going to have to face uh, that he's probably going to get convicted of, you know, felon with a gun and so on and so on. And, and I was trying to, you know, I never bothered to even look at the news, but after hearing all this over and over again, and everybody picking on them, them bad white people with guns, killing other white people with guns in, in a riot situation. After that, so I started to think, I'm, I'm trying to picture what this guy looks like, this convicted felon, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm a racist. So I was thinking, I bet this guy's a black guy. And so I go and I look it up. Turns out Mr. Wells is a black guy, a felon in possession of a handgun that he had in his luggage. And the reason it went off is because for whatever reason that he put it in his luggage in the first place, and then when it got discovered, it was about to be discovered, he grabbed that gun, so he was going to run. And when he grabbed that gun, his finger hit the trigger, and the gun went off. And he ran out of the airport with the gun that he had just accidentally discharged, fell in with a gun, running out the airport. That's what happened there. So that's kind of interesting. And that, hey, David. So, oh. Yeah, thanks for the call. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Uh, interesting information from the self-proclaimed racist David in New Mexico. Uh, thank you for the call. 603-283-6160 is the phone number. If you'd like to talk about anything, comment on any of the show, or bring up something completely different, more Free Talk Live is coming up. Telephone number is 603-283-6160. Hitlery is not here. Thank God. <laughs> That's a very poor. I, I've been I've been able to do a slightly better impression of Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I had sex with lots of women. <laughs> because my, my voice is a little scratchy. Uh, and so it's just been... It's been coming to me. I've been working on it a little bit. I I don't usually do presidential impressions, and when I do, I do them poorly. Like I have a well, you know what Nancy says: if you can't beat them, nuke them. That's my Ronald Reagan impression. Yeah. Anyway, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I am not Bill Clinton. I am the Reverend Captain Kickass in the studio tonight. Joining me, Nikki. 
We've been talking about all sorts of stuff. Somehow we started talking about this religion that was developed in Japan by a guy who just really wants you to be able to use this religion for religious reasons for anything you want to get out of. And we've we've morphed from that into talking about several things. Uh, we talked about uh, different types of religions. Is the union a religion? Is government a religion? Uh, Jerome called and sort of lit up the universe, and people called uh, in you know response to his opinions on the activities in Atlanta where a firearm went off. And so we talked about that uh, and sort of what happened around that. Uh, and now we're talking about the... Uh, we were most recently talking about uh, why does Africa have almost no COVID infection and is yet the least vaccinated place on planet Earth? And we've had some interesting callers call in and give their opinions of things they've seen and heard and read and what they think about the situation. And we're going to do more of that. But first, let's go to we have hang on one moment. Oh, I guess we don't. Uh, Tom from North Dakota, if you're still listening, give us a call back. Uh, meanwhile, let's go to James in Michigan. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Evening. I was, uh, uh, well, unfortunately, I have to agree with you on the rim. Desivere, I always say it wrong. Yeah. Um, recently, my mother-in-law went in probably two weeks ago. She had uh, swollen legs from circulation. She's only about 72, but in decent health. And she'd had previous kidney issues. Hmm. Well, of course, they test her for COVID right away. She tests positive. They throw her in the COVID ward. They put her on that, and her kidneys fail. Oh, no. That's awful. So they, they made, now, like, two or three days later, I'm sketchy as I'm just the in-law, and I didn't really get a lot of communication. And, of course, her husband's not allowed in there. Her children aren't allowed in there. And... uh they moved her over to ICU, and, and then they must have figured something out because she was doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. And we were feeling pretty good about it. And then no heart history in her family. In fact, I just spoke to her brother today. They have none, really. And she had a heart attack and died right in special care wow. on Tuesday. Wow. How so, long ago was this? Um, this was just Tuesday she died. Oh, jeez. So, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, tomorrow's the funeral. But... uh. Unfortunately, I you know I didn't have any say. It's not my family. I'm not being a good libertarian. I bite my tongue and say, if you want some advice, I have it, but I'm not gonna shove something down your throat you don't want. Right. But it was hard to watch because I knew that's exactly what they were doing. They were just following what CDC said, and be damned with what we know the numbers say. <laughs> that sucks, man. I uh, I feel for you and your family, of course. And, uh, and of course, you know, our husband and that's, well, we got to trust the doctors, you know, they know what they're doing. And, and, and I firmly believe what you guys were talking about earlier, that they're by following this, they're pumping the numbers because get this, her husband goes in, gets tested a few days later and he's negative. Well, how is she positive if he's with her every day and he's negative? Yeah. <laughs> these are the mysteries of the. <laughs> the COVID pandemic. Uh, we were having a, a dinner before the show tonight, sort of talking about the same thing where, you know, somebody I know got it and tested positive and you might have a similar story. Yeah. The same thing happened with me and Matt and I for sure had it cause I had a mild symptoms, 
but I tested twice. I took two different COVID tests and both of them were positive. And he didn't test, but I mean, he was in contact with me. I for sure exposed him and he had no symptoms whatsoever. And he has like chronic respiratory issues. So he's like, you know, poster child for getting COVID and, you know, at least being sicker than I was. But he was completely asymptomatic or possibly didn't even get it. So it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I have good advice. I have a good friend who went in with a strep throat, which he gets regularly, so he recognized it. Yeah. Well, he, he let him test him. Oh, you're positive. And they refused to treat the strep throat. And he had to deal with it. What? What? And that's dangerous. They you have to treat the strep throat. Or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and ten days later, he's back at work with a strep throat. That's that's insane. So you're better off. Like my wife went into ear infection a while ago, and I said, "Refuse the test." She refused the test. You give her an antibiotic. She goes home. She's fine. Yeah, this just really speaks to the upside down incentive structure that uh, we'll call it the healthcare industry. I like to refer to it was it actually is, which is the uh, disease management system that we have uh, the incentive structure is upside down if the incentive structure were correct uh, your healthcare providers your doctors and nurses and your medical professionals would be incentivized to keep you healthy and they would no longer get paid when you get ill right? this is the way it used to right. be done way back in the day when you know a community would get together and hire a doctor for a year and pay his whole salary this is where house calls come from uh you know that kind of a thing and and ironically, it was the doctors who got together and lobbied government because they felt they should be making way more money. And so they lobbied government to allow them to you know, change the way things are done instead of allowing the market to dictate the incentive structure for them, where you know the best of the healthcare professionals would have the healthiest patients. And to me, that's the way the incentive structure should be. Somebody wrote a book about that. It was on Tom Woods, and I can't for the life of me remember who yeah i'm trying to remember who it was too you're right well if you remember you know give us a call and let us know anything else on your mind tonight no that's all you guys have a great evening hey thanks for the call james thanks for listening and you know keep us in mind if you want to call again we're here seven nights a week 603-283-6160 is the phone number if you'd like to join us uh let's go to We've got an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? This is Tom calling from North Dakota. How hey, thanks for calling back, Tom. I appreciate that. Apologize for the uh, error there. What's on your mind tonight? Well, a couple of quick things. You mentioned taxes, and uh, don't worry about paying, ta- paying taxes. You're going to pay them. Uh, Biden and his group have hired thousands of tax collectors uh, to work on collecting money from the folks that least can afford it, the people he, his party supposedly uh, supposedly protects, they're going to now be able to uh, watch your bank account and uh, collect taxes from you. Yeah, it was, what is it, transactions, $600 or more they're going to be able to look at just whenever they want to? Yep, $600 or more. And the problem is, is that, you know, you've got, these tax collectors are going to be collecting on people who can least afford it. And uh, it's going to be done by the Biden administration. Something else I wanted to talk to you about, 
I'm a newsman by trade, and here in North Dakota, I t- covered a story just two weeks ago okay. about a guy who uh, went into his garage in the middle of the night and found an intruder in his, in the middle, in his garage, shot him, and killed him. I interviewed the sheriff just a couple of hours after that happened, and the, and the, not the sheriff, the deputies, nobody in, in the town that uh, he was shot, this guy was shot at, blinked an eye. They just bagged him up and put him away because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I got to tell you uh, that uh, if Rodney, Rodney King, whoever that guy is that you have talking to you uh, were to, were to be here, he probably would have complained about shooting this intruder who was naked in the guy's garage. Oh gosh. He came. Yep. He was naked in his garage. Hey Tom, do you have more to say? All right, uh, stand by. I'm going to put you back on hold. We'll bring you back. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number. Uh, More from Tom in North Dakota, as well as the rest of your calls and thoughts, those of you who are on hold, and much, much more. This is Free Talk Live. Our number three is next. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Kick-Ass Sermon Sunday Edition. Bless. Blessed be thee who dials into our entertaining and informative radio show about freedom, peace, liberty, and, you know, I don't know, just being better people, I guess. The telephone number, of course, if you'd like to join in today's sermon is 603-283-6160. Again, 603 603- Two eight three six one six zero. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and Nikki. And before we go on, I just want to say thank you to Patrick Easterday. Patrick Easterday is a Gold Amps subscriber. What is an Amps subscriber? You might ask. Well, it's somebody who donates uh, a bit of money. Uh, I believe the gold level is $25 a month, uh, but we only ask for five. There's different levels, silver, gold, and platinum. I don't know. I don't remember. But you can go find out more about the program over at amps, amps.freetalklive.com. You do get some perks 
But the money goes to my beer budget specific. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't pay for my beer at all. Uh, I pay for my own beer. Thank you very much. Uh, the money that you contribute goes to getting this radio program onto more radio stations across the United States. Uh, we're also on some satellite stations. We're also on the Internet. We're also streaming live to over a dozen video outlets now. Some of them I've never even heard of, but there we are. Uh, a couple of them came up uh, overseas. We're streaming a, some platform in Russia now and a couple of other places. So uh, the money is being used for those purposes and spreading the philosophies of freedom and peace and prosperity where it hasn't been before. So thank you very much, Patrick Easterday, for being an AMPS subscriber over at amps.freetalklive.com. We appreciate your contribution to the show. All right. So we were talking with uh, Tom from North Dakota, who uh, is has something to do with the news business. And he was mentioning uh, he had talked with a sheriff where there was an incident with a home intruder. Uh, the homeowner found a man, person, was it a man, uh, naked in the garage and, and shot him. And North Dakota was just like, yep, that's all there is to it. Is that right, Tom? That's exactly right. And, you know, if Rittenhouse would have happened here, the same thing would have happened, except they probably would have taken him out to dinner that same night. Uh, this, is a, this shows the difference in our country uh, in many different ways. I mean, this guy here that was in the garage of this man, can you imagine? You wake up, you hear some noise. You go into your garage at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you find a man naked, wrapped in a towel, and uh, advancing on you. What if he didn't have a gun? What, what would he do then? This was a big guy, this, this guy. Yeah. Uh, and then we come to find out in covering the story that in the last uh, several years, he has been caught naked in several people's homes, only to be released on probation with no jail time. What the heck? So, yeah. So here's the, here's this fella uh, who is obviously mentally unstable. But what would he do in, inside your home? And what if he didn't have a gun? And what if he weren't in a state like North Dakota, where when you use your gun in self-defense, you're applauded, not arrested? Well, right. And I I see this a lot, especially being a woman. It's important to have something to defend yourself. And I I say that to people who are anti-gun. You know, it's like. If it's between, you know, me having a firearm and me getting raped or murdered or mugged, you know, I'm going to be glad that I had something to adequately defend myself with. And, you know, people kind of don't think about that. They A lot of people want to think about, oh, well, what about the mass shootings and this, that and the other thing? And I think it's a lot more common that a woman might be attacked in the street than a mass shooting, you know. Certainly. And your women are still looked at upon by predators as sort of a, an easier target, right? Yeah. Whereas I'm a I'm a large dude, I'm a hefty guy and I got a shaved head and a giant goatee and like, you know, as far as targets are concerned, I'm low on the list of priorities of targets. Uh, and I talked to a lot of folks 
Uh, I lived in the Seattle area for a long time. A lot of folks on the left over there, and uh, a lot of folks, uh, particularly the women, you know, very sort of you know lefty feminist, you know, thoughts and that kind of a thing. And I would always talk to them about guns. I'd be like, "You realize that guns are the great equalizer, right? Yeah. If this is what you are afraid of, go take a training course. Go learn proper gun safety, how to handle one. Go learn how to carry one. And that is the great equalizer. If rape is something you are afraid of, there is a great equalizer. Absolutely. It's known as a handgun. You know." Uh, and that kind of thing. So we've gotten off topic. Uh, t- Tom, go ahead. What about this, what about this caller of yours uh, that thinks that guns are dangerous? Yes, they are dangerous. Of course they are. And I want my gun to be dangerous. Dangerous for the guy who tries to attack me in my garage or attack my wife down the, going down the street. Uh, and dangerous for him. If, if he, if, what's, what's his name, Rodney or Rodney King? Or, <laughs> uh, no, um, you're talking about Jerome? Jerome, yeah. Jerome. What's Jerome. Jerome. Jerome, one day you'll need a gun and you'll find out why it's important to have a gun. And you won't think it's too dangerous to have a gun when somebody's trying to get, invade you in your home. Well, he says he and was in the military, so I'm assuming at one point he had one. <laughs> one would assume so, right? He probably, does, he probably does too, but, you know, like most of the people very well left of center, uh, they think they want nobody else to have a gun, but they'd like to have one themselves, you know? Uh, everything is good for that good for the goose is good for the gander is not true for them and so i would imagine he probably has his own gun but he doesn't want somebody else to have it because they don't know how to handle it guns are dangerous and they should be dangerous and they should be carried uh taken seriously but uh here in north dakota i gotta tell you if you go into somebody's house you're gonna get shot and nobody's going to cry for you. Do you know, Tom, what the name of that? Because it's a, a certain style of law, and it's not just North Dakota. I think Texas has one too, or there's a couple other states. It's well, like it's a, something domicile. Is it what? What is it? It's the Castle Law. The Castle Law. Thank you. Castle Doctrine. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate the we appreciate the call, Tom. Thanks a bunch, man. Um, I also want to say that I don't think it's a coincidence that in places where they do have more lenient gun laws, that I think the rates of, you know, people being attacked and, you know, rapes, I think those rates are a lot lower. Yeah. You know, like I feel safe walking around New Hampshire at night. Yeah. In Massachusetts, not so much. Not so much. And that's like... You know, you go an hour over the border and it's like, mm, I go to Worcester and I don't feel safe walking around at night. Yeah. Well, and the caller, Tom, is correct. Guns are dangerous. But that's know, the point. <laughs> com- comparing it to something else like cars, vehicles, motor vehicles, more dangerous yeah. than guns. But yet people just get in them and drive because they realize the actual use case for automobiles is to transport you from point A to point B so that you don't have to walk, right? Uh, Whereas most people don't really have their head wrapped around the everyday use case of carrying a firearm personally on an individual level. They think that, oh, we have people for that. And these people are known as the police. In, you mean in their the mind. people that are shooting people? <laughs> yeah, the ones that are shooting your dog, and the ones that are you know shooting innocent people, yeah. and you know all that kind of a thing. Um, you know, and otherwise intimidating and bullying people. You know, it it it, re- it really is the great equalizer. And I'd be curious to know in New Hampshire specifically because the the concealed carry bit only went through 
in like 2018, if I remember correctly. I think Ian mentioned that last night. Oh, I didn't know on that. The show. So it used to be you could just carry open, uh, but if you wanted to conceal carry, there were some other hoops you had to jump through. I think you had to get like a concealed carry permit. Oh, that's weird. But I didn't they know that. changed that not too long ago, three, four years ago. And so I'd be curious to see if there's any correlation between everybody just being able to, by being in the state of New Hampshire, concealed carry and a decrease in crime. You know, it'd be interesting to see those stats. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us. More of your calls and thoughts on the way. Plus, we've got a lot more. This is Free Talk Live. Pre-coaching there. That was nope, just off that the was cuff. natural. Awesome. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. And Nikki. Uh, we've been talking about all sorts of stuff, uh, including hospitalization. We've been talking about... Uh, COVID, we've been talking about, uh, what was the other thing? Africa. Uh, Africa and the rate of COVID and why it's so low there. Uh, we've been talking a bit about guns, of course, off and on throughout the evening. Uh, you know, you're welcome to call and talk about any of that or anything else that's on your mind. Doesn't have to be what we're talking about. Uh, speaking of callers, let's go right away to uh, Rick, who's been holding. He's calling from New Mexico. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thank you. Hello, Reverend. Hi, Nikki. Hey. Hi. What's on your mind, Rick? Uh, you talked earlier about uh, our country, the United States, incarcerates more people than anybody else in in the world. Yes. And that's be that's because other countries they just kill them. <laughs> like in the like in the Philippines, they crack down on drug dealers. They just go to their house, go through the front door, and shoot them. Our ideology here in our theory is incarcerate them unless it's a heinous crime, rehabilitate them, and then put them back into society. In other countries, they don't do that. Well, I don't so, think I don't think the point of putting people in prisons is to you know, reintegrate them into society, rehabilitate them, I believe is the term that you just used, because none of that really actually occurs. And in fact, if somebody does go to prison and they get out, uh, normally the last thing they are is rehabilitated. Yeah, I think it's quite the opposite. It almost makes people, you know, I don't want to say worse, but kind of. <laughs> well, it you know, it can but the idea is rehabilitation. A lot of times it doesn't work. It well, works with me. There's, there's something called the prison industrial complex. Uh, and once again, I'll talk about incentives. So there's a whole bunch of businesses who build these prisons. And they lobby Congress and all sorts of other legislative bodies across the United States, depending on if they're a federal prison or a state prison or whatever. 
and they go, well, our prison is this big, and this is how many prisoners it can hold, and so therefore we need to fill these seats in order to be the most profitable that we can be. Now, I'm not against making a profit. What I'm against is making a profit off of imprisoning people for crimes without any victim. So if you look at what people are in prison for and you go, how many of these have either harmed an individual person or somebody's property? And you just set those aside for a minute. And then you look at the rest of the population. It is large. Most of the people incarcerated are not guilty of a crime where a person or property have been harmed. They're guilty of some sort of bureaucratic violation. Most of them drug charges. Right. But And that's what I'm against. Point was right, and I'm against that too, but in other countries you don't get a chance to be deemed innocent. They just kill you. In some countries, yes. Maybe we could yeah. think about Europe. I mean, Europe for sure doesn't go around, you know, European countries they don't just shoot people if they're selling drugs or whatever, and they for sure have a lower incarceration rate than the US. So not all countries just will like shoot you no. dead if you do something wrong. Yeah, to be sure. There is some. Yes, there and there definitely is some. Yep. I know you mentioned the Philippines. I don't know if this is true, but I remember my he- mother had told me this a while back that in the Philippines if you were caught stealing, that they would just cut your hand off. And then now you learned don't steal. <laughs> now you can't steal because you don't have a hand. <laughs> Basically is the the reasoning behind that, but and that's definitely not you know, that's not ethical, I don't think, but... Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say tonight, Rick? Uh, you know, I there's just one thing I wanted to say about the guns. Mm-hmm. You know, God created man, and Smith and Wesson made us equal. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, Rick. We appreciate it. I like that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> uh, here at the Church of Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Thanks for the call again, uh, Rick. We appreciate it. Um. Wow. What do we do now? Oh, let's swing back. Let's swing back because we were talking about the guy, the who created the religion. Yes, like the way guy. back in in hour number one of tonight's show. <laughs> uh, this guy. Let's see. What was his name? Uh, it's M T O P. It's a uh, Motohiro to people. Uh, so this guy named Motohiro developed this religion called M T O P, which he created for only the reasons to allow people to use religious reasons for getting out of stuff they didn't want to do, whether it's government or jobs or that kind of thing. Uh, Nikki, you had mentioned that in Japan, where this guy is from and where he started this religion, uh, working overtime is a kind of a big deal. And so this article actually mentions this. It says, quote, it's the devil's work to spend your time on things you don't want to. So turn down any unnecessary overtime, one of the teachings of MTOP reads. Overtime is a contentious matter in Japan, a country that has its own word for death by overworking. The word is Kuroshi, K-A-R-O-S-H-I, Kuroshi. So Motohiro, his religion and the principles behind it got a lot of attention immediately from the media uh, in Japan and the general public. Uh, Hisano, that's Motohiro, was only 21 years old when he founded MTOP. He claims that he only wished to give people a good reason to get out of things they didn't want to do. That's awesome. I think he got his wish. Power to him. 
Japanese law prohibits discrimination based on ideology or creed. So if you just happen to be a follower of a religion that frowns upon working overtime, well, you can invoke religious reasons if you don't want to work the overtime. That's pretty cool in my book. If I were in Japan, I'd be like, yep, sign me up. Let me follow him on Twitter. I wonder if that actually works. You can do a religious exemption for overtime. (laughs) I have to assume it does because, you know, otherwise why would he be getting this much attention? Exactly. Uh, But MTOP doesn't only get followers out of working overtime. Its doctrine touches on issues like maternity leave, Mm. uh, paid leave, and even attending parties. So you can use religious reasons in a variety of situations. Let's say, for example, you get invited to a party you don't want to attend. Just say you can't go for religious reasons. I would have loved this when I was working in like the cubicle farms, right? You know, the corporate environment was like, okay, we're going to have the annual office whatever party. Can't. It's against my religion. Like, yeah, my religion prevents me from participating in office parties. You know, I have religious reasons. That would have been great to get out of something like that for a reason like this. 603-283-6160. This guy said he was inspired by the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster to start his religion. Amazing. Which, if you're not familiar, it's uh, it's something the atheists like to invoke, the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I used to have an FSM t-shirt. It was pretty cool. More Free Talk Live is on the way. 603-283-6160. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. is the telephone number here in the studios of Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can call in, talk about anything that's on your mind. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Nikki. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Toilet Prize. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm I'm making a joke. Nikki, you've brought in an article which I know nothing about other than the headline that you've given me. It's all you need to know. And and you said, hey, do you want to talk? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I do want to talk about this. Now, I should say, I should remind our listeners that I am a science fiction movie and television series fan. I love watching science fiction stuff. 
And so I heard this and my science fiction radar went off. Uh, although I'm also a parody artist uh, who does sort of vulgar parody songs, whereas Weird Al doesn't cuss or you know say anything like sort of off-color. Uh, I embrace the cussing and the off-coloredness of my parody songs, so I love a good fart joke. I love, you know... I, you know what, my pants. Uh, that's right. It's classic. Yeah. So with all that being said, <laughs> Nikki has a story. A broken toilet on SpaceX capsule means astronauts will return to Earth in diapers. <laughs> Not face diapers. <laughs> Regular diapers. <laughs> Regular ass diapers. Depends. Yeah, it depends. I mean, I don't want to like name brands here, but uh, it seems to me... Now, did this... Is it the space station or shuttle? I'm sorry. Capsule. Capsule. All right. When... <laughs> When the engineers are designing and building this space capsule, do they just automatically put in like, you know, a certain amount of diapers on board? And that, yeah, that's a great question because I wouldn't think that they would have those readily available. Like I'm the kind of guy that'll keep like some sort of an emergency pack, you know, one of the, you know, the generic, you know, it's got like the, the mylar blanket and, you know, maybe a match yeah, strike and a kit, signal, yeah, yeah, first aid kit, a signal mirror, right? A couple of diapers. Yeah. I, but I don't, <laughs> I'm rethinking this now. I'm like, maybe I should, like, cause I mean, it so, is, it's a crappy situation, no pun intended. So my nurse brain is like, why wouldn't they just put in like Foley catheters or something for, but then I guess maybe... I don't know. I just don't think changing a diaper in space would be easy, but I guess they have the, they can turn their zero gravity off. Do you suppose they powder each other? <laughs> yeah, this is like a group effort. Like you might need help. Some, some, some people have a hard time achieving junk powder distribution. I've written a song about it. Uh, if you search Bandcamp and then the Dark Pumpkin Spice Lords. I wrote a song and recorded it. It's all me on guitar, me on drums, me on singing while I was drunk. And it's called <laughs> Uneven Junk Powder Distribution. It was inspired by an accident that happened by some friends of mine where some baby powder spilled. Uh, it was sitting on top of the air con- window unit air conditioner. And the baby powder spilled and just sort of... Right, the air conditioner fan just yeah. sort of spewed it all over the place. And, and I was like, well, it looks like you've got some uneven junk powder distribution and... The song was born. So it sounds to me like these astronauts might also have this problem. Yeah, um, among many other problems. So the article goes to say, the journey back to Earth from space is never easy, but the astronauts aboard the SpaceX capsule coming home Monday will have an extra challenge to deal with. No working toilet. The four members on the SpaceX crew, Dragon Endeavor, will be wearing diapers as they splash down in order to prevent anything else from splashing, too. <laughs> Splash. Uh, it's a miracle. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, okay, now, I, I mentioned that I was a science fiction television and movie buff or a fan. I'm used to, like, technology where, like, you can just do your business in the suit and the suit sort of recycles it. Now, maybe this is only referring to the liquid versions of doing your business and not the more solid versions. I think so. we're like 100 years from there, maybe. You think? Yeah, okay. I don't think they have that yet. I wouldn't know, though. I, I honestly don't know anything about being an astronaut. Yeah, me <laughs> I know that might surprise you. 
I, I am surprised, actually. But I, I really only know, like, like probably same as you, like Star Trek. I expect blondes <laughs> to be far more spacey. Not to be confused me, with Kevin Spacey. Give me some time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after another glass of wine. <laughs> so, so go on. So the crew for this mission, known as Crew 2, has been in, at the International Space Station since April and have spent nearly 200 days in space. I hope the toilet was functioning for the majority of that, for their sake. It has been a very, very intense mission. A lot of things have happened, said the expedition commander and French astronaut Thomas Pesquet. 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 In a press conference over the weekend. Over the mission, they conducted a series of spacewalks, installing solar panels to upgrade the station's power grid, grew the first green chili peppers in space, and made tacos. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So you're in space. Where quarters are tight, and you only have one toilet, and you go ahead and you grow stuff for Mexican food. Yeah, not a great idea. So I'm wondering it. I'm wondering Did they if grow they were prunes too while they were up there. I, mean, I wonder were they in the capsule the whole time because it seems like they were like out and about doing other things. Because to me, like the the um, solar pa- the solar panels comment and the green chili peppers comment made me think that they. Had maybe done a mission elsewhere? Uh, maybe they, uh, does it say, were they U.S. Oh, astronauts? Oh, uh, so maybe they were, they went no, to like there the was, space station, I'm There was assuming. international right. astronauts. So, so I assume they went to the International Space Station, did some work there, probably where they grew the chili peppers. Yeah, and then went back in their capsule to find out that the toilet was broken. <laughs> or, or maybe, or maybe, while they were on the space station, they harvested some of the, uh, the green chili peppers and made their Mexican food. And then they went, okay, bye guys. We're going home now. And then that's what broke the toilet. Uh, it all makes sense now. I'm just wondering out loud. I, I don't know any of this for a fact at all. So, you know, I, I have no idea. Uh, one of our commenters, Jesus the Cynic, uh, over on our streaming media says, I would say the International Space Station has diapers in case the ass hits the fan. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, you cynical bastard. The SpaceX capsule is currently scheduled to unlock from the International Space Station on Monday afternoon and return Monday night, although all of that is dependent on weather. All in all, the four crew members could spend up to 20 hours in the capsule from the time the hatches are closed until they open again on Earth. Okay, so the SpaceX, that's that's Musk's bit. Yes. Um, and then 20 hours, I mean, I could do a road trip for 20 hours, you know. I don't know if I could, I mean, I could probably not. Maybe not do, drink do my do my Do my number two business, you know. Uh, I, I'd certainly have to do a number one or whatever, the, the fluid, but like I could probably, 20 hours, I think I could. I don't there know, must though, but... be like a Coke bottle or something on the International Space Station that they could bring with them at least. I mean, I'm just trying to brainstorm ways to avoid the diapers, you know? I, and like, do you think the, the diapers make their spacesuits fit funny? You know, does it accentuate no, their No, they're, they're their very, uh, these adult diapers nowadays are very, you know, they're very slim fitting. They're doing a, they're doing a good job with the tech. They don't give them ghetto booty? No. Well, they might. Depends. Depends I mean, if they're full or not. You said depends. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine? Okay, now, 
there's there's plenty of turbulence, like re-entry into the atmosphere, right? And that's going to shake some things loose, so to speak. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, let's say the diapers fail, at least one of them, more than one, being stuck oh. in a capsule with, what is it, four people? Yeah. With a fail? Oh, man. Woo. I wonder if they have air filters on there, you know? Do they have do they have Febreze in space? What's the space Hopefully. equivalent? Space Febreze. You just put space in front of anything and it becomes more science fiction-y. More Free Talk Live coming up. Free Talk Live. It's the final segment of tonight's Sunday night kick-ass, Church of Kick-Ass Sermon Edition. You know, when you do radio, you should try not to stammer and stumble over your words. That's some advice I got from, well, our producers, really. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, hey, Captain, try not to stammer and stumble. I'm like, okay, I'll try. Uh, I would give out the phone number, but you're probably not going to get on. We do have a call on hold. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Nikki. We've been talking about some astronauts who are potentially in a crappy situation. For sure. All the all the crap they have to deal with. It's uh, a bit of potty humor, if you will. We'll get back to that in just a minute, and we'll also get to your calls but first, Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, which is a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. And during YouTube's crackdown, for not towing the government line on all things COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, and now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at librarylbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and help us keep it online forever. Again, visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. All right, business out of the way. Uh, Let's go to Bill in New York. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, I'm on the air. You are on the air, Bill. What's on your mind? Okay, very good. I have many friends that are Republicans and many friends that are Democrats. Democrats are following CNN, and the Republicans are following Fox. Yep. My best advice is watch both of them. Oh, yeah. Most people, they just, oh, I'm Republican, so I'm watching Fox. Because CNN is Democrat, and they buy that channel, whatever. I, I don't know. That's what friends say, and and whatever, but my best advice to America is watch both. 
draw a line between the two and, and look at the best of what's coming around. But sometimes it doesn't work out the way everybody wants it. So, okay, I'm not going to watch it, you know, because they're not doing right. what I want to hear. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, this is called bias, right? You you have a bias as to yeah. what you want to I, hear. I'm on both sides of the coin, right. Yeah. I watch both of them. You have to be able to look at both of these things. When you start watching both of them, by the way, uh, your bias will disappear. If you're able to do it, like a lot of people just, they, they won't even give it a thought. They won't even give it a try. You know, they won't watch a half hour of one That's and then a half hour saying. of the other. That's exactly what I'm saying. But those people uh, who Republican do. My Republican friends won't watch CNN and my Democratic friends won't watch Fox because they're like, Splitting the country, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. But, I but, don't know if that's how they're doing it. But, but if, I listen to this channel every day. Well, thanks. I mean, every day. I listen to this radio every day. I'm a general contractor. When I'm driving down the road, I listen to it. I'm so, out in my shop right so now. So, Bill, uh, what would you I'm say your political affiliation is? Are you a Republican, a Democrat, none uh, of the above? I'm neither. Uh, I'm for whoever's going to help the country. Instead, here's a problem with them. They all fight amongst themselves. They're not for us. They're for each other. Yes, they are. That's the way I'm seeing it. I uh, fight for this because that's what I want, and I want to fight for that because that's what I want. And hey, uh, thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate that. Uh, Bill is exactly correct. If there is somebody out there who hasn't done so, maybe you only watch Fox, maybe you only watch CNN, if if you can just do this little experiment, see what happens. I guarantee it's a life-changing experience. If you can watch a half hour of Fox and a half hour of CNN back-to-back and see, they're telling the same story. The same headlines appear on both channels. They just have a different flavor to them, right? Some have seasoned salt. Some have MSG, right? I don't, you know, whatever it is. You'll very quickly, over the course of maybe a week, if you do this once a day, twice a day, uh, where you watch the first half hour of anything Fox puts on, the first half hour of the same time slot that CNN puts something on, you do this for a week, you're going to very quickly come to some interesting conclusions about what's going on with the national media, particularly these news delivery services. I'll let you form your own opinions when you do the experiment, if you're not too chicken. And I think that's what happens. The people are who... who are like, I'm only watching Fox News, they kind of almost get brainwashed by it. And it's they're being fed information. But when you kind of broaden your scope and look at, you know, articles from a wide range of different news sources and you watch a wide range of different news channels, you you broaden your horizon of the information and then you're taking it upon yourself of what you make of that information. You're not just blindly being told what to think. You're curating your own thoughts. And I think that's really important. And I think that's kind of why in the previous caller kind of alluded to that. That's why the country is getting, you know, so divided right now because we, I'm assuming the majority of the people either watch CNN or Fox news. Like those are the two big ones and they'll, you'll hear them talk about the same exact thing Mm -hmm. but spin it in a completely different way like you can't even believe that they're talking about the same thing so well and uh our star caller tonight jerome uh he is he's a cnn guy you can tell he doesn't like that fox (laughs) news at all he doesn't now he might actually 
he might actually tune into Fox News every now and again. He'll mention something, but it'll only be an outrage. Did you hear what so-and-so on Fox News said about the blah, blah, blah? But that kind of goes to show, like, these are his beliefs, and they're genuinely his, because he listens to Free Talk Live, he calls in, and yes, we agree on some things, but a lot of the things we do not agree with him on. So it kind of just goes to show, you know, he's not just blindly being force-fed information. He is going to different resources, and he's made up his mind on what he believes in, and I think that's important, too. You know, and people should have the right, even if I don't agree with it, and even if it's not freedom-friendly, they still have the right to believe whatever they want to believe. Yep. It is a, a revealing experience to be able to look at specifically news broadcasts objectively. And I mean really objectively. Everybody thinks that they already do that. If you watch Fox exclusively or if you watch CNN exclusively, you already believe that you watch these programs objectively. You don't. It's a hard thing to do. It is very, you have to like, just sort of, I don't even know, you have to sort of put yourself in a meditative state where you're like, okay, I'm going to look at this with a fresh mind. I'm going to ignore my biases and I'm going to watch this as if I have never seen these programs before. And if you're able to do that, it's not everybody who can do that. I I don't know why. I mean, I have my suspicions, public schooling, for example. (laughs) Uh, you're not taught how to be objective in public school. You're not taught logic and reason in public school. Uh, you're taught how to memorize stuff and how to regurgitate it. And oftentimes people who watch exclusively one or two, one of these uh, networks that we're talking about, uh, they are what have been referred to as repeaters or regurgitators. So this is an interesting experiment you can conduct on yourself Watch one or both of these news programs and go to your job, whatever you do, and listen to other people. And listen for specifically how many phrases you heard last night on or in the morning on your way to work or wherever it is, whatever you listen to. Listen to the phrases that you've heard on the news and listen to people repeating them. You'll get a real good idea of who's thinking for themselves and who's just watching and repeating what they've seen on the glowing box. Because that number is very high. Most people are repeaters. And I think nowadays, maybe not so many of like the people in the younger generations are watching the news. You know, they might not be getting their information from CNN or Fox News. But you can tell, you know, who is following the narrative, you know, because they'll say just mm-hmm. just to throw out a random example. A lot of people think that the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot were black. When in fact, they were actually white, but it was just a story that people ran with that kind of got that misinformation widely spread. Uh, Sadly, we are out of time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Free Talk Live does broadcast seven nights a week, so please call between 7 and 10 p.m. on any day. That's Eastern Time. Thanks and peace. So you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty-oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month. So drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com.